Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, week two is in the books. We uh we 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 out here, man. This is the the season is is rolling. I'm feeling great. Yeah, and and week two delivered on Oof, all the like promises. the the insanity <laughs> level of week two was like at eleven. Yeah, man. What a group of games, man. Uh, Crazy. Shit. Do you want to just hop right into it, man? <clears throat> I mean, I, I know you had fun. You you made some stew. Uh, I did. I just had chips and dip and stuff. Nothing special, but you know, we had the boys. I stumbled over. onto a big old chunk of uh, lamb shank when I went to a farmer's market about a week ago. Mm. Uh, stuck that thing in the freezer and then whipped it out and made a lamb stew on Sunday. Nice. It was good, man. Sounds really good. I still got some left over. I did nothing special, man. We just had Sandra made some like uh, she's into these Vietnamese taco things, so we mm. had that for dinner. But then it was just chips and dip and like snacks, and then we just watched it. I was expecting a loss, you know what I mean? I, I had predicted a loss, and then <clears throat> we'll get into that later, man. I cannot wait to get to that game. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? All right, well let's let's start with Thursday night. What you got, man? Thursday oh, night, yeah, we got to flip them, pick them too. Yeah, uh, Thursday night. Uh, let's see. I won the coin toss and I picked the Chiefs to win. They did twenty-seven to twenty-four against the Chargers. Um, barely. Yeah, I mean, what do you say about this game other than the fact that both quarterbacks just came out and put on a fucking clinic? Yeah, man. Um, I'm um, I'm impressed by the Chargers defense. Agreed. Agreed. Derwin James, man, uh, is just all over the place. Uh, they got Bosa. Who's the other guy that got on the line that's just terrorizing people? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. It's just like, man, they looked, got, they were they surprised me. I, they they were stifling Kansas City, and Kansas City is bringing some new stuff this year. So I was impressed, and the Chargers always put up a good fight. So they they shouldn't hang their heads too tough. But I mean, it's a, motherfucking <laughs> Mahomes, man. It's a very interesting game. You know, you got you got Mahomes. Out here going 24 for 35, 235 yards, two touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Herbert outduels him yeah. uh, yardage-wise, touchdown-wise. He threw a pick. Mike Williams had a night. He was fun to watch. Yeah, man. Um, that, that I mean, that one-handed TD grab was just a thing of beauty. Yeah. 
That's what um, he does. Uh, some people are like crediting <clears> him. Like, th- th- there's a section of the Dolphins fans that are just out to get Herbert all the time. Yeah, and they're just like, "Well, he's got Mike Williams," and it's just like, "Come on, man, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do." I'm that. gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna save a lot of the things that I want to say about Justin Herbert for my shit got learned. Um, okay. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on him for now. Okay. Um, but I will say I agree with you. The Chargers defense looked great again. Yeah. You brought him up last week, Derwin James. Yeah. Um, it's like there's more than one of him on the field at times. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's he's like, gonna mess around and be uh, he's gonna mess around and be like defensive player of the year type of thing. But the thing that's really tricky about the Chiefs is is the way that they managed to spread the ball around in the passing game. And when you look at the stat line at the end of the game it's kind of fascinating you got kelsey's got five receptions for 51 yards justin watson two receptions for 50 yards miko hardman three for 49 clyde edwards alaire four for 44 i don't even know how how are you supposed to defend that right yeah i mean it's like and you got clyde edwards alaire who appears to have finally arrived and and become the running back that everybody thought he was going to be. Uh, he's got 44 yards receiving, 74 yards on the ground. He's averaging nine yards per carry. Um, I, I just don't know how you're supposed to defend against a team like this right now because there's not one guy that can hurt. Like that whole – that Belichick trick of like, you know, back when they had Tyreek, and it's like, okay, well, let's just take Tyreek away yeah. and we'll be okay. But now it's like, okay, well, we've got like five or six dudes. Pick your poison. <laughs> who who aren't yeah. going to get 100 yards, but once you add it all up, then yeah, they do have like 200 to 300 yards passing. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, but, okay. I, I mentioned that Justin Herbert threw a pick. I want to talk about this pick. Okay. Because there's a story behind this pick. Okay. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, gather around, children, <laughs> while I tell you the tale of Jalen Watson. Okay. okay. Now they talked about this on the broadcast. I read about it some more later and I also read some local papers uh, about this kid. Three years ago, this dude was working at a Wendy's fast food joint in Augusta, Georgia. What? He, he commits to USC. He played, he played, uh, he balled out in high school. He played two years of junior uh, at a junior college he commits to USC. USC goes out and recruits this kid, but his grades are too shitty, so he can't go. Mm. So he basically drops out of college after his sophomore year, and he, for a year, works at Wendy's. Well, that's a good good decision to work at Wendy's of all places, though. Exactly. He, <laughs> he, uh, he gets his shit together, okay. eventually goes to Washington State University. All right, be- nice. Becomes a straight-A student. He goes... As the number 22 pick in the seventh and final round of the NFL draft, 10 wow. spots away from being Mr. Irrelevant. He's only on no, the field. You could uh, be undrafted, rookie. <clears throat> exactly. But I'm saying Mr. Irrelevant is the last pick in the draft. He's oh, 10 yeah, yeah, spots yeah. away right, from good that. Good point. Good point. He's, he's only on the field because the Chiefs' starting quarter, Trent McDuffie, is injured with a hamstring last yeah. week, right? Yeah. And with the game on the line, tied 17 to 17. My man from Augusta, Georgia, Jalen Watson, <laughs> took a 99-yard pick six for the win. I mean, how do you not fall in love with that story? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
That's that's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I, I would have told like, that it's story. It's like it's beautiful. Mean, He's gonna tell it to his grandkids. Bro, and he said after the game, they quoted him after the game. He said, I woke up knowing I was gonna get a pick. I just knew that being a seventh rounder and getting my first start, I was gonna get tested a lot. I just felt like I was gonna get one today. Ooh, I like him. Chills, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. Mm. Nice. I love that shit. <clears throat> that was beautiful. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like also, that. the other thing story. that has to be mentioned, too, is this thing about Herbert getting banged up in the game. Ooh. Uh, fractured rib cartilage, yeah. but he kept playing. Now, obviously, a lot of people are, like, you know, jerking this dude off, talking about how cool it was. And he hung in there and he finished the game. I, in my opinion, I think you could ask Coach Staley, why are you rolling the dice with your franchise QB in a game that was more or less over at that point? Yeah, good point. I he, find it yeah. kind of funny, too, how Staley suddenly in this game becomes incredibly conservative when it came to going for it on fourth down. Yep. And yet with the future of the Chargers franchise in the crosshairs, Ooh. you're you're basically one more big hit away from a season of backup Chase Daniels under center. Good point, man. Jeez. Are you trying to set your seat on fire? Mm. I have no idea what they're doing. Damn. Well, neither does he. That's the good news. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, as far as I know, he, I don't, I don't even know what that means when you have fractured cartilage in your ribs. I, 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 I don't know. Play through the pain, basically, it heals on its own. You know what I mean? Well, the other crazy story that came out of this too, which I texted you, which was a huge surprise to me, that the doctor, who I was basic, just gonna say, don't have the, that motherfucker work on Herbert. I just assumed they fired the guy who yeah. punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung, but no, they haven't. He's still there. He must be, you know how we talked about nepotism. He got to be related to somebody. It, well, either that or he knows where some bodies are buried. Mm. Yep. And uh, as we learned about the NFL, there are bodies buried. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like mass graves out there, y'all. You just got to find them. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's. I don't know. Staley is, um, I don't know. We'll, the next we'll game The next game on the, on the list is... Um, it's a butte. <laughs> you picked okay. You picked the underdog. Yes. You went for three. Yes. And you got it. Swish. <laughs> deep three. I'm thinking like a deep. That uh, was Steph, like a Steph deep. Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry three. I'm thinking like from the edge of the logo kind of uh, three. You know where your where your heels are on the on the half. It's not a half court shot, but your heels are on the like half court yeah, logo yeah, on the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. A deep logo three. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, you nailed it. The jets 31 to 30 versus the Browns, my Lord, Cleveland Browns. How, how do you get three rushing TDs from my man, former bulldog, Nick Chubb, and you still <laughs> manage to lose to the Joe Flacco led jets. How, J Jacoby Brissett is probably the best answer to that question. Uh, <laughs> he put that pick at the end. I was who was worried? Who was worried? In <laughs> exactly, twenty-two of twenty-seven, two hundred twenty-nine yards, one TD, uh, one throwing pick. everything short. He had, I mean, he had a couple that went. Flacco's out here throwing the ball forty-four times. He's got four touchdown passes, no interceptions to his credit. Garrett Wilson, the rookie, balled the fuck out. 
this kid had uh, eight receptions for 102 yards, two touchdown yeah. grabs. Um, Corey Davis had 83 yards. Elijah Moore, who was like kind of their go-to guy at the end of the year last year. I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, Amari Cooper finally had a big game for the Browns with 100 yards. Yeah, he did. Um, I thought he got but, hurt at one point, but. But the Browns, uh, the Browns just couldn't put him away. And with the game on the line, mm-hmm. last week's hero kicker, Cade York, missing the extra point on the Browns' final TD proved mm-hmm. to be kind of a big fucking deal. Yeah, it looked like it was like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah who cares? Time. It's yeah. over. Because the Browns are up 30-24. to 24. Mm-hmm. The Jets go for the onside kick, recover it with barely <laughs> a minute left. Nine plays later, barely. Joe Flacco... Finds Garrett Wilson in the end zone for a 31 to 30 lead. Mm. Unbelievable. It was a huge, huge comeback. And then, as you said, Jacoby Brissett with the ball, 16 seconds left on the clock. It was always going to end with a game ending interception. It was the <laughs> only way. There was no way it was going to end any other way than that. Yeah, that's the only way, man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this was a fascinating loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. I, yes. For me, it's like it had everything that I wanted. It had. A great game from Nick Chubb, who I love, um, but a loss for the Browns. This is yeah. precisely how I want their entire and season a to go. Heartbreaking loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was good stuff. But however, mm. the Browns look like a pretty complete team. Sure, they look I like mean, a team that's a quarter. You plug in a quarterback. You know what? Remember how we talked about the Broncos last year? Right. Like, it's just like, give them a quarterback. Which is currently not working out the way we had talked about them last yeah, year. We'll, yeah, we'll get we'll, to that later, we'll but that, yeah. that shit ain't no plug and play. Hell no. <laughs> That's plug and resuscitate. <laughs> or they f- plugged it into the wrong hole. Or they forgot to bring the adapter or something. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, damn it, England. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, we got the uh, Detroit Lions coming out, huh? Dragging, right. dragging commanders out to the abyss. Yep. And then I, we uh, drown them. I, they did. I picked the Lions to win this game. They did. Mm. Uh, this game got a little hairy in the second half. The Lions were rolling up 22 to nothing at the half. Goff was slanging it. Who would have thought? Yeah, he uh, was, man. J- Jared Goff out here with, with uh, 20 for 34. He didn't need to cool down. Yards. Four touchdown passes. Uh, I don't think he had any picks, which is. That's one uh, person that didn't need to cool down. No, no, exactly. <laughs> right. He needed the air conditioning because he was on fire. Absolutely. He he was completely oh, on fire. Was, yeah. The other one who was on fire was Amon Ross St. Brown. Nine receptions for 116 yards. Two Loving touchdowns. those two, man. Man. Loving those two brothers. <clears throat> uh, I, it, I mean, my man. Uh, DeAndre Swift. He only had five carries for 56 yards. I, I don't know exactly why they abandoned the run, um, <sighs> but but his receiving touchdown. <laughs> oh my! Did God. you see that? What that a brilliant play! Barry Sanders, man. Did he put the 20 on? Did he put it the was, 20 jersey on? It was both awesome and hilarious. So he he catches the ball out in the flats. He falls down, yes. manages to get up before anyone can touch him, and just jukes. Everyone, everybody, the fuck out of their fucking shoes. I think he and, was. I think he used L two and the right analog. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. 
he was the real deal. Oh, rookie Aiden Hutchinson also had a monster game. Three sacks in the first half. Oh, three yeah. sacks. He was good. Short um, arms. Yeah, short arms got three sacks. But then the commanders kind of came alive in the second half. Um, they had yeah. a quick five-play drive that ended with a Curtis Samuel touchdown. Wentz didn't have a terrible night. I mean, he was 30 for 46, three touchdowns, 337 yards. He did throw a pick, though. Uh, Antonio Gibson scored a rushing touchdown. Logan Thomas had a TD grab. Yeah. Rookie Jahan Dotson had another TD yeah. catch. Um, but this Will Harris interception on Wentz uh, and yeah. and the second-half TDs for the Lions was you know just enough to hold the Too commanders off. But it started um, out 22-0. to zero. Yeah, and and I couldn't believe you know, it when it was coming across the ticker. I was like, 20 the what the hell? The Lions for real? It was a little concerning to see how they let the commanders back into the game, but I will say, you know, that this was very much a game that the Lions probably would have lost last year and they managed yeah. to hold on to it. So um you and think. it has to I'm oh, sorry. It has to be said that Amonara St. Brown I mean, he's just an he's he's now he's an elite NFL receiver now. This yeah. guy is is the real deal. Yeah. He's special. Yeah. That's because he works out with Mr. Universe. Uh, the only thing that would concern me from a Lions perspective is that St. Brown appears to be like the only person that golf can consistently find open. Yeah, that's, right? a, golf, that's a golf problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had DJ Chark basically out here doing nothing, even though golf did miss him on a couple of throws that would have been easy touchdowns, but there's just something weird. There's some kind of thing where he's got, he's got chemistry with, with, with St. Brown, but, but really not with anybody else. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of that, but that seems like it could be a problem later if people start to scheme it and, and shut down uh, St. Brown, then it's like, okay, well, what do you do now? Like, Mm. um, But regardless, great victory for the Lions who, you know, they had to wait until week 13 to get their first win last year. They get their first win this year in week two. Good for them. Next up, they got the Vikings, and that's going to be one hell of an interesting matchup. That's going to be fun. And they're going to be trying to get have a get-right game, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. That we made up. Uh, The the Bucks Saints. I, I picked the Bucks, right? You did, yeah. And uh, they delivered? Question mark. That's a good way to put it. Um, this one got ugly. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'll admit, I went into this one thinking there's no way that this Saints D is going to frustrate Brady the same way they have in the past. I was completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, dude was out here smashing up iPads again, yelling at referees, <laughs> yelling at his own teammates. He was at the very center of what turned out to be an all-out brawl, which we can dive into a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Brady had a forgetful evening, 18 for 34, one touchdown. Uh, he was talking Fournette, that shit in the brawl. Fournette, 24, uh, 24 carries for 65 yards. Um, they didn't have a, they didn't have a single receiver with over 60 yards. I guess Mike Evans had 61 dudes were dropping balls. Brady was pissed. Uh, Scotty Miller had a hard, oh, yeah. hard time hanging onto the ball. Brady's like, what um, the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? I'm 46 years old. I'm 46. Yeah. <laughs> the saints killed the run game. Brady fumbled a snap. They blew a fourth and one deep in the red zone. Saints were up three, nothing. So luckily for the Bucks, the saints couldn't do shit offensively. 
Um, in my opinion, there are two reasons why the Saints lost this football game. Okay. Um, one of them is J- Jameis Winston. Okay. 25 for 40, one touchdown pass, three interceptions. He got sacked six times. Wait, Jameis okay. Winston threw it. <laughs> I know. Who would have who thought? Uh, the rookie Chris Olave looked great again. And, of course, that's, you know, the touchdown came by way of a Michael Thomas catch, which is totally predictable. But Jameis is out here playing hero ball, getting picked off by Jamal Dean on a deep shot. Sure as hell didn't help. Dean picked him off twice uh, in that game. Um, now, the other reason the Saints lost this game was because, in my opinion, they were robbed. The Saints were robbed. Absolutely. And there were two specific moments that I'm talking about. So let's start with the fight. Okay. Okay. Brady's pissed off because of what he thought was a pass interference. I'm looking at it. That was a pass interference. (laughs) Fine. Marshawn Lattimore says some shit to Brady as he walks by. They're out there talking shit. Brady turns around like he's going to do something, even though we all know he ain't going to do shit. Kiss him in the mouth. In steps Leonard Fournette, who gives Lattimore a push. Lattimore mm. gives him a push back, and then Mike Evans comes flying in out of nowhere yeah, and nails Lattimore. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is not the first time he's done this to Lattimore. I don't know if you've seen that clip going around. He did that last year as well. Okay, so they got real beef. Now I can understand Mike Evans being ejected from this game, in, in this situation, but I do not understand why Lattimore, Lattimore got ejected. I don't see it. It's three to three at this point in the game, right? He threw a punch. Uh, he just threw a punch. I'm watching the fight right now. Lattimore, he, threw, he throws a punch right in the pile, right in front of a referee or in front of an okay. official. Fine. Whatever. He I just think that right he didn't. That's stupid. It's so stupid. <clears throat> so Jameis turns the ball over to the Bucks. right? They go on a nine-play drive. But there was a failed third and ten on this Bucks drive. They got turned into an automatic first down after a bullshit unnecessary roughness call. It was a pass across the middle to Cameron mm. Brait. The defender went in for the tackle from a lower position than Brait, and then Brait lowered his head into the defender, and they called the Saints for a headshot, mm. which keeps the drive alive. Uh, Terrible call. A few yeah. plays later, the Bucks score their first touchdown in the game to, for, uh, for the 10-3 lead. Now, again, everyone remembers that Jameis came out and threw two more picks after that one of which was a 67-yard pick six. So, yes, Jameis Winston is the primary reason why they lost this game, but I would absolutely give an assist to the referees on this one. Yeah. Can't argue with that. When I, when and that's it, coming from a Falcons fan who who wants both of these teams to lose. Somehow. Somehow both lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, I don't have much much to say. I did except for him throwing the punch. He should have been thrown out. But maybe I'm wrong about the brawl. But I just feel like I feel like Mike Evans started that fight. Yeah, and he got kicked out though. There were uh, more people involved. <clears throat> like Fournette doesn't get kicked out, and the guy who uh, there's two people tackling Evans as, a, as when I'm looking at it, they didn't get kicked out either. It just it just Lattimore was the one that got kicked out. So they took they took the two main guys out. Brady apologized for breaking the uh, the tablet after the game, which is like, what? why does he? Even, I don't even understand why he has to do that. Like that's so. I think he. Uh, oh, you mean breaking the tablet or apologize? <laughs> he apologized for breaking the tablet, which I think is like dumb. <laughs> What's dumb? Breaking the tablet or apologizing? Both. Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not the first time he's done that either. The other thing that was dumb too, a lot of people have been making a big deal out of the fact that, you know, you can see, you can lip, re- you can read Mike mm. Evans lips saying to the ref saying it's Tom Brady. What am I supposed to do? Well, the answer to that question is nothing because yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not like anybody threw a punch at Brady and you had right. to just like, they're out there talking trash. Are you telling me that Brady can't handle a trash talking yeah. experience right. by what'd, himself what'd without you, you flying year? in? It says a lot though. They said it to a ref to appeal to their interests. <laughs> it's I, like, you guys, you guys <laughs> love Brady. I love him too. <laughs> there was a lot of things that happened in this game that if you were a Saints fan, I think you would feel supremely robbed. There was another call yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, all of this. Look, of Jameis, this the, the Jameis know. Winston, the Jameis Winston performance gives you nothing to complain about. So I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that, but there were a lot of other things that felt very scripted in this game. I'll say. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I went through 20 years of it and, when he was oh, I don't feel I don't feel bad for either one of them. Like I said, I, you know, oh, you sound like a Saints apologist. All right, uh, who picked? <laughs> you picked the uh, you picked the Panthers to win. No, I picked the Giants to win. Oh, did you? Okay. And uh, yeah, let's go, Giants! Start the year two and zero. Are you kidding me? Yeah, man, and the Panthers are zero and two. I mean, that being said, this was a terrible football game. Absolutely terrible. Uh, The Panthers had a stellar beginning to their day by muffing the opening kickoff, which set up the Giants on the Carolina 22-yard line. Uh, Despite having Saquon Barkley in their back pocket, they only managed to gain four total yards before kicking a field goal. So nice job. (laughs) The Panthers managed to fumble their second possession of the game by way of Robbie Anderson not being able to hang on to the ball. This, too, resulted in a field goal for the Giants. Uh, In fact, it was all about the kickers in the first half with a riveting halftime score of 6-6. to Uh, Panthers' only touchdown came from Mayfield to DJ Moore. Uh, the Giants scored a TD on their next possession, and then it turned into an absolute punt fest. What happened uh, to rolling out? I remember how much we talked about this last year. How often the Browns were rolling uh, uh, Baker Mayfield to his right to set it up, give him half the field, make it a little easier for him to warm him up into the game. What happened to that? How come the Panthers aren't doing that? I don't know. On the touchdown know. pass, guess what he did? <clears throat> exactly. Rolls to uh, the what right. I, you know what I mean? The other part of this game that that, that I found a little perplexing was that you have both teams with elite running backs McCaffrey and Barkley they had plenty of carries and and yards I guess but ultimately neither team could really take advantage of 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 the weapons that they had the Panthers were two and 12 on third downs the Giants were only a little bit better six and 18 on third downs Panthers were one and four in the red zone Giants were one one for three it, it's just two really mediocre football teams that yep. I guess some, fans. somebody had to win, I guess. And, <laughs> and, and kicker Graham Gano, Graham, who was the Panthers kicker last year. Mm. Now with the giants kicks the game winner. How about this for a sneaky Graham Gano revenge game that nobody yeah. was talking about. Let's Story go line of the week. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, 
but honestly, the Giants at two and zero. Giants fans, you can celebrate it all you want. Yeah, man. But, it's but, temporary. It's, they are last year's Panthers. Exactly. This is all going to come to a screaming they, halt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, true. Matt Rule's seat just went from hot to like mm. in fuego. Uh, <laughs> you have back-to-back five-win seasons, and you start this year 0-2, having lost to Jacoby Brissett and Daniel Jones. Oof. At this rate, I'll be surprised if this dude makes it all the way through October. Uh, good point, man. Good point. Naming the quarterbacks like that. I didn't even think about that. God damn. Ouch. God damn. God damn. One last thing I wanted to add about that is uh, I got a little concerned when Christian McCaffrey broke free and got run down (laughs) from behind. Because I was like, oh, he's going to break free, and then he gets run down and tackled, and I was like, ooh. I'm a little... uh, If he's not... Gonna be, what? What are they gonna do if he's not gonna be outrunning everybody like he normally does? I think they're fucked. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of fucked, the uh, another stellar game: the uh, Patriots and the Steelers. Who'd you pick to win this? Oh, was it me? Mm. Yeah, you picked the Giants. I picked the Steelers to win this. You did. Uh, I thought the Patriots was... were done. I thought the Patriots were dead and gone, man. This was another shit bowl. Yeah, another um, shit bowl, man. Both Who teams were that? trash. One just slightly less so. Um, Trubisky. I mean, Patriots are up 10 to 3 at the half. <laughs> They're up 10 to 3 at the half. And I got to say, I, I got no dog in this fight, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to get very curious what it would look like if they put Kenny Pickett under center because yeah. Mitch Trubisky ain't it. No, um, and his his first uh, yeah his first half interception was a terrible pass. I mean, it got tipped by his own receiver, but that was because he just he threw a bad. It was just it was just bad ball bad, placement. Yeah. Um, l- luckily for him, Mac Jones threw a pick three plays later. Um, what to, Mac Jones? But he to who else? Who who do you think he threw the pick to? <laughs> Micah Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Mika. <laughs> Micah Fitzpatrick got him an interception. I, I don't I'm starting to look at him as defensive player of the year candidate. He's he's been balling out. He's got what three picks? A block field goal? Yeah. At least two picks. Block field goal. He's balling. Yeah. But then the Steelers show that they're just not like they go on an 18 play, seven minute <laughs> drive that, that only results in a field in a goal. Field goal. Uh, Mac Jones to Nelson Aguilar. That touchdown grab was unreal. Easily the play of the game. Um, In the front, right? He just, he beat him. No, he beat him going down the sidelines and just mossed him and, and like walked backwards into the, it was a fantastic catch. Um, Not much more to report from the second half. The, the Pats and the Steelers traded a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the Pat CD was a gift by way of another muffed punt that had them yeah. in an instant red zone situation. Yeah. Steelers converted a two point conversion uh, after their TD, but then it was like punt, 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 end of game. It was over. <laughs> Pat's it was defense terrible. good, man. No, oh no, maybe they played a shitty team. <clears throat> are there? I, are, I, no, they're never going to be a shitty team. But I think it's time to to try out the rook, dust them off, and see what's what we got. Let's test him out. It can't be worse than Trubisky. I, I, I he's got to be number I, thirty-two, right? Who's thirty-two of the of the quarterbacks? 
there's nobody worse than Trubisky, right? Starting quarterback. Uh, Where well, does he rank? Ma- I mean, maybe Daniel Jones. Maybe um, he can. <clears throat> oh yeah, Trubisky could scramble too. About the same as Jones. Are they yeah. the same guy? Huh? Maybe. Maybe. Oh shit. Um, well, Daniel Jones is two and zero. Oh. Hmm. So that's uh, yeah. Shocking. Okay, you chose. You picked the Jaguars, right? No, I picked the Colts. Oh. Uh, but so did eighty-seven percent lo- <clears throat> of people. <clears throat> the Jags win this game twenty-four to nothing. The Colts are out here throwing up a <laughs> goose egg against the division rival. Uh, did you at Colts- least pinch the bitch? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Colts have not won in Duval County since two thousand and fourteen. Oh my god! How crazy! I did is not that? know that. They have not been able to beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014. God, that's crazy. And Jacksonville has been <laughs> shitty. <clears throat> right. So about this game, let's start with the good news. The Jags look pretty good, okay? Trevor Lawrence had a lovely day, 25 for 30, 235 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Lawrence started the day seven for seven with a nice TD pass to Christian Kurt, who it has to be said, uh-huh. kind of looks like he's working out in money. Jacksonville. It worth that money. A lot of people were scratching their heads when, when they made that move. Uh, <laughs> but that situation is working out great. The O-line mm-hmm. held up really well, allowing zero sacks, only two QB hits. James Robinson had a nice day. Uh, he scored a rushing touchdown. Um, that was nice. It was a first. That play was great. It was first and 20. And the dude runs the rock 40 yards to the house. It was fantastic. Uh, Christian Kirk had two touchdown catches. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, these boys had themselves a day, picking off Matt Ryan three times. Mm. They sacked him on his ass five times. Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, of course, had two sacks all by his damn self. They mm. held Jonathan Taylor to 54 yards rushing at the half. At the half, Jonathan Taylor had five carries. For four yards. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean. Why does he only have five carries? What are y'all doing? I have no idea. But I will say this. They proved me right, the Jaguars. This is exactly what I was talking about. This is exactly why they went out and they got my man, former Bulldog, Trayvon Walker, to stop the fucking run, bro. Mm. And that's exactly what they did. They killed it. Can this we talk about a- how they went out and got Doug Peterson? That too, As of well. course. Yeah, I mean that's that goes without saying. Doug Peterson is is the grown up in the room. Uh, but now let's flip it over to the Colts side. To me, like watching this game was very reminiscent. This was a extremely Falcons esque Matt Ryan performance. Oh, he was under pressure the entire game. Mm-hmm. He was throwing up beach ball type interceptions, <laughs> and when the pocket collapsed, Matty Wheels was yeah. more like like up on cinder blocks in the front yard. You know what I mean? Like no fucking wheels. Um, The Colts. Matty blocks. (laughs) Matty cinder blocks. The the Colts were without Michael Pittman Jr. in this game, although I don't think it really would have mattered if he was there. The receiving core. Uh, It it changes things, though. It would. But their current receiving core leaves much to be desired, in my opinion. Um, But their bigger problem appears to be their offensive line. You yeah. you do have a serviceable quarterback who's supposed to be 
you know, this reliable man under center. But none of that matters if he spends half of the game on his back. Damn. Plus, you have one of the best running backs in the NFL. But if you can't open up the holes for the man to run through, yeah, then it's not gonna and and, it's yeah. not gonna be it's not gonna matter. This is mm. this is two very average to bad performances for the Colts. One more, and it's time to hit the panic button. For our bet. Next up, we they had the these Chiefs. motherfuckers to win the oh my god. Their next game is against the Chiefs, bro. Mm-hmm. Where's that Tyra Banks? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. I was gonna say that you kidding too, me? I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. I was planning on using that for another game. But yeah, that makes sense for this one. Oh, Especially can... for us, man. We need the coat. We picked the Colts to win in division, man, and it's not looking good. They're gonna hmm. start out 0 2 and 1. Uh, this is better than what 0 if 3. The, what if the Jags are like this year's Bengals? I don't not I don't think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying they could be this year's Bengals that, that surprisingly win their division. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody thought You know what that. I mean? Nobody thought because yeah, yeah. They could be. But however, they could also fuck it up. <laughs> they're one and one. we we can't go nuts now, there. Yeah, that's true. What's the anyway, next game? What's the next? You game know what? Game? We've waited long enough. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. I can, I've been like waiting. I, I, okay. <clears throat> Honestly, before now, before I sort of just let you go. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson and company looked like they were getting ready to run your Dolphins out of the building from the mm-hmm. first play of the game. The opening kickoff, you know, runs it back to the house. I'm I'm texting you like oh man so like I'm text I'm a I'm like saying sorry uh like yeah. oh shit man like how you yeah. do it I'm checking up on you like yeah. all throughout the first half yeah man and then everything just flips on its head yeah, uh, the uh the game began with um a kickoff return for a touchdown Duvernay just dagger like it hurts man you don't see it often not at the beginning of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it happens after a score, and you're like, okay, all right, well, we got the ball back. You know, beginning of the game, you could tell Sanders tried to kick it out of the end zone. He normally does. And for some reason, he catches it three yards in the end zone and untouched goes all the way. There was a lot of untouched this game as well. <laughs> so it's like, all right, all right, okay, we'll see what the offense does. Uh, and then Miami actually comes down and they score next. You know, it's like okay, we're mm. tied up. We're 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 in there. We're in this fight. Um, but I think on the first drive, Tua throws an interception. Mm. The ball actually hits Tyreek Hill in the hands, but he's tried to squeeze it in anyway. There's three Ravens around. Ball gets popped up, and then it's intercepted. A crazy good job to intercept that ball. And then mm. it's like all right, all right, all right. So then, and then the Ravens score. All right, it's 14-7, okay. <laughs> and then the Ravens score. That's what just kept happening. We got to the point, uh, Tua throws his second pick. We're looking at each other like, man, are people right? Like, does Tua not have it? We're having this conversation in uh, my apartment. Like, I'm looking over at Rob and, and, and Stefan. We're like, man. And I expected a loss, but I didn't expect to get drugged like this. Right. Then at the half, like, I mean, then – uh. The one thing we can rest on is, well, we got good, we got good defense, 
And then you see our boy, uh, MV, defensive uh, player of the year candidate, uh, 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 Howard, Xavier Howard, get fucking smoked by Bateman. Mm. Mm. After, the, after our score, like two plays later, he just gets fucking smoked. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like <laughs> They just keep pulling further and further away. And then they scored at the end of the uh, first half, too. And Miami's just like looking like, uh, like shit. After that Lamar Jackson touchdown, when he rushed it for how many? Where? What was that? Uh, he rushed for seventy nine yards. Uh, uh, so he did, and then, and then he had a perfect quarterback rating at the right. half. Right. One fifty eight point three is a perfect quarterback rating. I was just like, well, uh, I thought we were gonna be good this year. Like you know, I was just, now we know that's normally our measuring stick is the Ravens. It's like. We uh, you, you know what you got. This is a physical team is not normally our our thing, and they just they busted our ass. And then the third quarter comes in. Uh, it's twenty eight to seven. Mike Gusecki jumps out of the stadium. That was amazing. Caught the back and bottom of the football. That was an amazing and taps catch. his toes <clears throat> right at the back of the end zone. And starts dancing, and we're all like, why is this motherfucker dancing, man? Okay, uh, something needs to be said about that dance. That was the worst gritty celebration I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Someone needs to like, pull him yeah, aside yeah. and show him what he's doing wrong, because I was like, bro, that is yeah. the worst. He was like, like doing like, it, and he wanted to get to the sidelines, it felt like. He was that's like, like how you That's how you get the dance to die. Like When yeah. he starts doing it like that, then everyone's going to stop doing it. It's like when... Uh, when when old white people start saying slang. Right. He's like, oh, yeah. that's gone. No yeah. more for shizzles. <laughs> for shizzle <laughs> is dead. It's over. Grandpa then, said uh, for shizzle. <laughs> but after his is when, this is in the third quarter, Lamar Jackson makes that crazy 79-yard touchdown run. Right. Then yeah. the fourth quarter comes in, and uh, Tua, we're down 14 to 35 now. And I'm just like, they just can't stop scoring. Like, what is our defense going to do? We get in the red zone. Tua, Harbaugh, going for fourth down at like the 50. It's like midfield. And he's just like straight up disrespectful. And then we get the ball back. And it kind of flipped everything right there. I wanted to mention that too. Mm. I I was like, why is he going for the fourth down? He doesn't give a fuck. Cocky motherfucker. Yeah. And then we stopped him. We stuffed him. I think we stuffed Lamar. And right. we get the ball, short field. Tua hits him with the Alabama spin. Yep. To his left, hits Craycraft. For some reason, every other receiver was out of bounds, so they can't touch the <laughs> ball anyway. So he throws it to the <laughs> one guy he can throw it to. They get a touchdown. Now it's 21-35, but it's the fourth quarter. There's no way. We were down 35-14. to 14. There's no way. But then, stop him again. And then Tua bombs to Tyreek Hill. 48 yards. But I thought I thought too it was he does I thought he wasn't good with the deep ball. Oh, uh, it, if you look on uh, yeah. one of these sites, it said Tua throws a deep pass to Tyreek Hill, underthrown touchdown. Like what? <laughs> the <fuck? laughs> they just it's always trying to shit on Tua. Now it's twenty eight thirty five. Now we got a one score game. We stopped them again. Tyreek Hill. The the Ravens they've they've bumped into the men in black. They got the neuralizer. <laughs> what happened to their secondary? How did he get so wide open two times? Like somebody that? somebody explained it that 
Miami made like they counted they count yards that um this is advanced stats. They mm-hmm. count the yards that um defenses have to uh travel throughout a game. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens traveled the most. Their def- their secondary traveled the most distance since the statistic ever since they came out. Uh-huh. They said that defense was exhausted. They had traveled over <coughs> 6,000 yards combined everybody. They just cuz the the routes the Miami's run, they have to you know, the defenders have to run it too. And right. they were saying like they they probably gassed them out. Maybe, mm. but there was just no safety help. That was a miscommunication. Yeah. There was no that safety. That second there. one. I don't understand how you let Tyree get that wide open like he was on that second touchdown. Yeah, they could have done crazy. like Miami was doing. Oh, Xavier Howard <clears throat> dropped the pick. He baited a sick bait of uh, of uh, Lamar Jackson, and he dropped the pick because he made him. Th- he was playing way off, and then he just jumped down to go get the interception. He dropped that. But anyway, Miami's defense woke up in the second half. However, not enough. Uh, Tyreek Hill did catch that deep pass and then tied it up at 35, and then Justin Tucker comes down. They get he kicks a seventy nine yard field goal. No, I'm sorry. he kicked a fifty one yard. <laughs> he kicked a fifty one yard, and then I was like, okay, this is what I said. I said, listen, it's two minutes and thirty two seconds left. We'll see what two is made of. Right. Even though he's already thrown five touchdowns already, but yeah. can he bring this team back? And lo and behold, marches him all the way down the field and passes it to Jalen Waddle with uh, twenty seconds left on the clock. Touchdown. Mike McDaniel purposely lets the clock keep running. We're close mm-hmm. enough to kick it to tie it. But he's like, keep let it run down, and we get it as low as possible because he had confidence in his team to score. Two or throws a nice pass. Only Waddle could get it, gets it. We lose our motherfucking minds in my living room because we came all the way back. I was already content with once it was 28 to 35, I was content. Like, okay, we got a little fight in us. Right. The victory Unbelievable. It's happened before teams have been down 21 uh, points in the fourth quarter. It's happened actually 711 times. And this is the first time a team has ever come back from down. And and the 712th time down 21 (laughs) points in the fourth quarter and actually fucking won. It's 1 and 711. My Miami Dolphins did that shit. I was out of my mind. I was on a high for two days. I just came down off the high last night. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, <clears throat> I I just feel like when you look at the stat line, Tua goes 36 for 50, 469 yards. Yep. Yeah, he threw two picks, but he's got six motherfucking touchdowns. Tyreek had 190 yards. Jalen Waddle had 171. I mean, it's like, I, yeah. to it's see a that. That's a problem. <laughs> like, that, def- that offense, if they stay healthy all year, it's a problem for everybody. Yeah. You got two is very accurate. Waddle is very fast. Hill is very fast. It's like, what are y'all gonna do? And then Gasecki is all over the place. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a dangerous <laughs> offense, and we're starting starting to see what it can do. Uh, and also uh, the speed of uh, Chase Edmonds. Oh yeah, he and was. Moster. That was yeah. Moster too. Mm-hmm. The, the fact <clears throat> they called that run play too to get mm. twenty. I think they knocked out a twenty-eight yard run right at the in that final drive. That's right. Yep. It was it was it was brilliant and uh, sticking to it. It showed the heart of the team. I loved it. And another weird stat I want to throw out there yeah. is that this is the first time a quarter a team has ever had a quarterback throw for five touchdowns and two receivers to get over 170 yards. Mm. <laughs> Both of them <laughs> with that craziness. 
I was I was pumped for you guys. <clears throat> I called you immediately. Uh, yeah, poured bro. up a glass of bourbon. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> and was just like, I can't believe it. Uh, I, it was shocking. It yeah. was fantastic. I was I was psyched. Um, and we can't. Unfortunately, it overshadows a brilliant performance by Lamar Jackson. Right. Like he was balling, and I, I called it the pay me motherfuckers game. <laughs> A reminder yeah. that like we got a contract dispute. This is what I can do. Mm-hmm. And he put, and he sent the tweet out. Congratulations to the Dolphins. You never see that. Congratulations mm-hmm. to the Dolphins. We'll see you again or some shit like that. Yeah. Really fun that game, was, man. Fun game. It was a, I lost it was three a years fan- of my life. Uh, it was fantastic. <clears throat> uh, now we can move on to a team that could not manage the miraculous comeback. Um, surprise, surprise. The Atlanta Falcons lost 27 to 31 to the Rams. I was rooting um, for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Exactly. Uh, I it, to be fair, I went into watching this game with no stress, no pressure. No, they like created stress for you. It was like, all right, we're supposed to lose this game. And then they make it close. Oh shit! Oh shit! I was. I think the Falcons were already down seven nothing when I poured that glass of bourbon to, <laughs> to, 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 to and called you uh, to talk about the Dolphins. Um, my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, was just having his way with the Falcons in the first half. Like yeah. they, you know, it, it, he was just carving them up. Allen Robinson got his first TD. Yeah, catch as a Ram. Um, Falcons turned the ball over on downs uh, on fourth and two, where for some strange reason they gave the ball to Cordell Patterson and said, "Hey." Why don't you run it right at Aaron Donald, the best defensive lineman in the NFL? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the one guy on the field you think they would try to avoid at all costs. The best this uh, generation. <laughs> Stafford threw a pick in the first half, but three plays later, Mariota said, ah, I can do that too. <laughs> so, yeah, so he throws a pick. Ram score a TD right before the half. Uh, and then they score another one right out of the half to make the score 28 to three, uh, which mm. well, we've heard of that score before. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there was this amazingly horrible stat thrown up on the, uh, <laughs> on the screen during this game, uh, that the Falcons over the past year or two are only 59% successful in goal to go situations God worse than damn. the NFL. How bad is that? Uh, but yeah, so 28 to 3. Of course, the announcers are having a field day, uh, you know, saying shit like, well, if anyone knows that overcoming a deficit like this is possible, it would be the Falcons. And like, <laughs> like it's the same. Can someone, I'm like, can someone please score? Just anyone. I don't even care. Like, just so I don't have to hear this conversation <laughs> anymore. I don't even care. Uh, <clears throat> and then, oddly enough, the Falcons decided to make the night interesting. Mm hmm. Marietta uh, and Drake London start cooking. Yeah, uh, I like that. Good look. We get back-to-back TDs, and then we suddenly block a punt, mm-hmm. which we run back for a touchdown. Did you it's watch 25. that with the broadcast? No, I was watching Red Zone. The broadcast was like, <clears throat> they got to get, they got to make something happen now. <laughs> 
get get right. on the sco- get on the scoreboard and he blocks a punt and they score a yeah. touchdown. He's like, "Well, that was." There was another than- funny moment like that too. I think it was in the Cardinals game. Uh, early in the first half and the announcer was like, you know, they really got to get Kyler Murray rolling out and throwing the ball downfield. That's when he's at his best. And like, as he's saying that Kyler Murray rolls out, throws a pass and gets picked off. It was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, So yeah. So we, it's 25 to 31, three plays later, we punched the ball out of Cooper cups, hands and recover a fumble with three, yeah. like about three and a half minutes to go. Yeah. Mariota gets us in range with a pass to Drake London, who absolutely hurdles a dude. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Yeah. Uh, gets us in striking distance. Uh, Mariota gets sacked on second down. So on third and long from the Rams 24, he tosses up, he kind of gets hit as he's throwing it. Mm. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey goes, he uh, uh, kind of like right. Gasecki went up out of the stadium to grab that ball. That was a great catch what by Jalen catch. Ramsey. Yeah. So he picks us off. Did you right see what he said? Did you read his lips? Did he say something about not writing me off or something like that? Or No, he didn't do that. What they wrote say? me off. I ain't right back, though. They didn't do that. <laughs> he said, I'm him. I'm him. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm him. I was like, oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I did not think for a minute how much. F- <laughs> I mean, I, I did, okay. So I, I did have a brief moment where I thought that it wouldn't it be fun if you and I could come in this week yes. to discuss insane come from behind victories for mm-hmm. both of our teams. Yeah. But I honestly at no point even considered that the Falcons were actually going to pull this off. Um, again, I've seen this movie before. I'm very they impressed. They are who we they, thought they were. <laughs> very impressed with how they fought back. Yes. Um, but I'm not sure if that says something about us or something about the Rams. <laughs> you you so, nailed it with that. I mean, I think well, I'm a little concerned. That's another one of our bets. It's like, man, are we going to be six out of eight? I mean, it probably. I don't know if they're winning the, and another development in the next game that we're going to talk about. Makes me think this might be it for the Rams. Maybe. I mean, it probably says something to both of those points, obviously. But either way, it's it, it it's something for the Rams to be a little concerned about. It's obviously another disappointing loss for the Falcons, yeah. um, who do find a way to look frisky but continue to come up short. They're kind of like this year's Lions, I think. Like, remember mm. how the Lions were always that team that were kind of chipping away and getting close and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. Yeah. Next up, we have the Seahawks, which might be the most winnable game on our calendar. Um, But I would say this. If we lose that game, if we lose to the Seahawks, Mm. no offense to Marcus Mariota, but I would kind of – I want to see Desmond Ritter. (laughs) You want to see see what? I want to see Desmond Ritter. I want to see it. If for no other reason other than just to see what we've got. Right? Kind of like the picket thing. Yeah, can he hack it? Is he a real NFL quarterback? The sooner we know, the better. Um, yeah. I, I would just like to see it. Um, yeah. Like, I don't have any kind of lofty expectations for the Falcons this year, but I would like to know if Desmond Ritter is a real quarterback. I like that. Uh, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be good to find that out. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, speaking of the Seahawks. Yes. They played the uh, 49ers. Um, I, was it me picking this? Uh, yeah. Yep. You and picked I the 49ers. Picked the 49ers to win this. They win 27 to 7. It yep. wasn't a surprise. They were a favorite to win this. But uh, this was the a sad moment. Right. We, we want to see what Trey Lance is made of. And then he's got a broken ankle now. And apparently yep. it was it was pretty bad. It's probably a Dak Prescott, I would say, type of situation. Mm. His foot looked like it was going the wrong way. I can't look at those things, so I don't. I, I didn't get a. Good I look was at it. just. It was disturbing. I mean, this is obviously the main storyline in this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel so bad for I, them when they get on the cart. I feel bad for him too because I I have a feeling that this does not clearly his his year is over, mm. uh, but I think it spells uh, a bit of disaster for his career in general. Um, you got a kid who. everyone was scratching their heads about the 49ers picking this guy number three Mm -hmm. overall in the first place. You hand him the keys, you hand him the keys to the franchise. Uh, He breaks his ankle. Who, what are you going to do when he's healthy? You're going to, you're going to hand the keys back to him. You're going to trade him. Cause it's not like anybody else is going to bite. He hasn't proven anything. No offense to him, but he hasn't, he played one, great year of college football uh mm. and and he has not proven himself as an nfl quarterback this guy is dead weight i, uh, I think they're stuck yeah. with him and I, i'm worried about him then that means uh, they have to go with him <clears throat> i think they do um however the decision to keep jimmy g is looking pretty sweet at the moment yeah. like how often can you say that your starting quarterback is done for the year and and you don't really have to panic that yeah. much like how many teams can say that um, he didn't have to do that much in this game to win. The 49ers D dominated the Seahawks yeah. the entire game. Wait, you mean um, they wrote me off? I ain't right back though. He didn't. He, did he write? Well, I don't think he wrote, but I do think that someone sent him an email that he forgot to open. <laughs> uh, he didn't clean out his inbox. <laughs> I don't know. Got to get a new this. quote. They emailed me, but I ain't checked my mail though. <laughs> I forgot. I got a. Text message. I forgot the to pigeon read came. I didn't pull the letter out. The feet though. <laughs> uh, yeah, Garoppolo had a had a Garoppolo kind of day. Thirteen for twenty one, hundred and fifty four yards, a touchdown. Uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson had a decent day running the rock in place of Elijah Mitchell, who's who's hurt. Debo did his thing. They got a rushing TD from Kyle Uzcheck. Jimmy G got a rushing touchdown. Jimmy um, G, he ready. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I don't know what to say about Geno Smith. He was terrible. Uh, also, he threw a pick. And then that – that what would they think? Geno pitches the ball to fullback DJ Dallas, yeah. who throws an absolute turd. <laughs> I mean, I assume that they run this play in practice in a way that – that makes them think that he can throw a football, but I doubt very seriously they will ever run this play again. Wildly underthrown, just an absolute gift, throwing a duck into double coverage. I mean, it was just, and not even double coverage. It was like layered coverage. He was trying to throw it over one guy to a guy who was covered from behind. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? bro? You got to hold the button a little bit, but release it before it's a, you know, there's probably like three, Three starting quarterbacks in the NFL who could yeah. have thrown that as a touchdown pass. How many? How many your... backup running backs? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How many backup running backs slash fullbacks do you think can throw that pass? Oh, man. The Seahawks had only thirty-six total rushing yards in this game. Damn. DK Metcalf was held to thirty-five yards receiving. Uh, the Seahawks also had ten penalties for a total loss of one hundred and six yards. A terrible performance all around. Uh, obviously the reemergence of Jimmy G has everyone rethinking this division a little bit, especially with the Rams looking a little shaky. Um, including myself, <clears throat> especially when I, I mean, wanted, I wanted to pick them, but I was glad I didn't the way they looked last week. And then, but then it was a shitty day weather. So we didn't know what they were. I mean, with that defense, yeah. And Debo Samuel and and some of the other pieces that they have around. And Ayuk is, is playing better this year, too. I mean, the 49ers always seem to manage to create a situation where Jimmy doesn't really need to be great for them to win football games. That's well documented. And they normally have the Rams number when they yes. play each other. So. That being said, this is a terrible football team, uh, <laughs> the Seahawks. That's so. Uh, you know, next up, the 49ers will have to go up against the Broncos, who, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know what we're going to get to them in a minute. But I, it'll be interesting to see how this works um, when they play a good football team. Yeah. Um, they're obviously going to have to go out and probably find a new backup quarterback somewhere. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Capper Nick. Cap knows because uh, I mean Jimmy G has had issues with injuries too. So if he gets hurt, you know, then uh, you're yeah, really then the wheels really fall off the bus. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next game. Uh, who saw this coming? Cooper Rush leading the Dallas Cowboys to victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. You picked the Bengals, right? I think so. Yeah. I who did. wouldn't? Who wouldn't have? They lost their starting quarterback. Cowboys did, and then the Bengals are trying their best to lose their starting quarterback by uh, putting up inept offensive linemen in front of him. Like, Bro. haven't they learned a lesson? He tore his damn ACL out of socket uh, uh, in his first year after having a, a phenomenal rookie season, and then they still haven't fixed this, man. Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times in the first two games of the season. It's That's insane. It's- it's borderline malpractice, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Who's their um, doctor? The chart? Nope. He's still hired over there. <laughs> uh, still employed by the Chargers. This was another shit bowl, in my opinion, between two teams that yeah. are really struggling to find themselves. Yep. Um, for the Cowboys, I guess they're just trying to make this shit show work until Dak can come back from the thumb injury. Uh, Cooper Rush was 19 for 31, 235 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, Tony Pollard continues to look better than Zeke. I was just going to say, why is he not their guy? Like, just go ahead and hand this over to him. You know, let Jerry figure out the money part and just let Pollard be the feature back. CD Lamb, who's supposed to be their number one wideout, was outgained again this mm-hmm. week, this time by Noah Brown, who Noah appears Brown. to have some real chemistry with yep. Cooper Rush. Yep. Uh, he had a nice day with 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, Burrow did his best to not throw any picks, right? He, he cleaned that up. Good for him. But again, like you said, the Bengals O-line, which was supposed to be fixed. This was yep. like they went out and spent money on this. It's yep. not fixed, okay? I mean, I don't want to take anything away from uh, – <clears throat> from uh, what's his name? Zach Taylor? Micah Parsons. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well done. Or Mika- I don't want to take anything away from him because he was absolutely everywhere in mm-hmm. this game. Yes. Okay. Yes. He had two sacks, but right? He did. But when you have a QB that is this good and you allow this many sacks, again, Damn. like I said, borderline malpractice. Because if you don't Agreed. fix this problem, Burrow is never going to survive this 2022 season. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you, A man can only take so much punishment. And mm-hmm. ju- just look at the game we just talked about. How long do you think it's going to take before Joe Burrow to be carted off like Trey mm-hmm. Lance? I hope not, man. Knock on wood, man. It's good <clears throat> to watch him play, man. Damn. The only bright spot for the Bengals was their defense. They were also they were very good in this game. They only allowed three points in the second half, um, which obviously gave the Bengals a chance to get back in this thing. Uh, they tied it up at 17-17. On a 19-play drive, eating up nearly nine minutes a clock. A great improvised play in this game. The touchdown pass, Burrow to T. Higgins, shows you Mm. what happens if you give this man time time, to function. Rolls out. He Nobody's open. Mm -hmm. He points at Higgins and says, that way. Go there. (laughs) And then drops an absolute dart into a bucket for a touchdown. You can see how special Joe Burrow is if you protect him. I'm I'm looking um, on the the you know I'm, I'm on the betting site that we use. I don't want to throw that name out there, but <laughs> I'm looking on the betting site and I'm trying to uh, find uh, which coach is going to be in once Zach Taylor gets fired. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm thinking Anarumo, right? Is that how you say his name? Mm. He's probably going to be that's there. The, he's their defensive coordinator, right? He's probably going to be their interim head coach uh, after Game Seven when they're two and five, mm. and they fire Zach Taylor. I told they, uh, you. I told you it was whack. Can I start calling Whack Taylor again? I I, ha- I don't have a problem with it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. But he's looking bad. I, but shout out to Cooper Rush with the, with the game on the line, the ball in his hands. Fifty seven seconds left. He gets him into position to kick a game winning field goal, a fifty yarder uh, with zeros on the clock. They win yeah. the ball game. The Bengals get the Jets next week. In what I would. I know it's a little early, but I I would honestly call this a must-win football game for the Bengals. Otherwise, the you start the year frisky. 0 and 3. Jets are frisky. I, I I consider this a must-win game for the Bengals. I think the game's a toss-up. All right, uh, <laughs> we got the Bron- the Broncos um, in uh, the Womp Womp game of the week. <laughs> Broncos beat the Texans. We don't need to talk about this for long. Broncos look bad. They lost last week to uh, a team that was pretty bad, and uh, the Seahawks. And they won this week. They got some revamping to do. I don't know about Nathaniel Hackett as the choice. Oh, you know what? I'm tired of seeing. 
I'm tired of looking at these sidelines and seeing these fucking rookie coaches and then looking on the Chiefs sideline and seeing Eric B. Enemy out here revamping a full offense, coming up with some new shit for Mahomes and company, and then the Broncos out here looking like this? This is what you chose? You went with that fucking guy? I'm out here quoting Tom Brady. This was the most embarrassing coaching performance I have ever seen in my entire life of watching professional football. From both coaches? Well. Houston don't have any talent. No, I'm talking about, you got Nathaniel Nathaniel Hackett, (laughs) who blows the game last week by taking his star QB off the field for an impossible field goal attempt. Mm Mm-hmm. This week, his clock management and timeout issues made it only worse. (laughs) Uh. The Broncos couldn't get anything going. Um, It's six to six at the half. The fans are, the boos are raining down from the stadium. Uh, Multiple delay of game penalties led to the crowd starting to count down the play clock out loud. And this ain't the 12s. You know what I'm saying? Like last week, it was like, "Oh, Seattle's got such." Remember, I was telling telling you that I'm just like, "What the what the fuck? How are you this unprepared for a football game?" It's almost like he's got a part. Does he have a part time job? We don't know about. You know what this this to me was like Wendy's next to the other guy. (laughs) Exactly. This to me was the equivalent of what was the game last year? Where was it? The Broncos, where they didn't have a quarterback and they had to put a wide receiver in to play quarterback. Yeah. To me, this was the coaching equivalent of that. That's what it looked like. It looked like they didn't have a coach, yeah. and they just went to a local high school and said, hey, can you fill in tonight? Is he going to be one and done? If he doesn't fix this. Is he I, a And interview? don't forget. Now, don't forget. Here's, here's a reason why he could be one and done. He got hired before the team oh, yeah. acquired new ownership. This guy could easily be one and done. Yeah, the point. new owners are like, mm, hell no, I didn't hire there? this motherfucker. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. We want John Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta get somebody in there and know what they're talking about, man. This is this is not looking. You can't have this be what it looks like. Yeah, it, it, our it, talent doesn't match another. Th- they should be ready. They should be uh physical and in, in condition. Those are the three things. <laughs> Prepared, physical enough, and then conditioned is the way I'm thinking as a coach. And then like the other shit, you get out schemed or you get blah, blah, blah. That'll come. But that team should be like mentally prepared in shape. You know, this was embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Um, they also, to make matters worse, they lost both Jerry Judy and Patrick Sertan in this game to shoulder injuries. I have no idea how serious they are. Oof. Um, but and Tim Patrick's not- already gone. So it's not good. I got Sutton um, on my fantasy. <laughs> and he did I got well. Russell Wilson. I know what I'm saying. That's going to be the only option. So I have Russell Wilson on one of my fantasy, too. I'm like, man, what is it time doing? to drop this motherfucker? It might be. We'll see, man. <clears throat> uh, <throat> next game, uh, another comeback. Bizarre comeback. Woo! Another coach that's like, another two coaches that are like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, what a disaster for the Raiders who looked like they were going to destroy the Cardinals yeah. in the first half. I mean, they go into the locker room at the half, up 20 to nothing. Please tell me you saw the fans popping champagne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
The karma was like, uh-uh-uh. Nope, not the champagne. Man. And he was he was cooking it to Devontae Adams. Devontae, uh, Darren Waller had a lovely touchdown grab. I don't know why they decided to let a linebacker cover Darren Waller. That guy was at least a foot shorter than Darren Waller. <laughs> Did you really think that that was going to work? Max Crosby was absolutely everywhere in the first half. Man, did this dude just did this? <laughs> exactly. They had Kyler Murray on the run, making yeah. mistakes. Oh, man. Uh, there was one point right before the half, Kyler Murray was 6 of 9 with 53 yards passing. <laughs> no touchdowns and a pick. And I already mentioned the time that yeah. that was hilarious. Like, oh, they got to get him rolling out, throwing the ball, a pick. Uh, I mean – and then they come out of the half and the game just completely flips on its head. Suddenly it's the Raiders who can't do shit. Yeah. Kyler Murray started the comeback with a TD pass to Greg Dortch, who I have to admit, I have never heard of. <laughs> Nor have I. Ever in my life. Uh, he throws up an amazing fourth and four uh, for for this one-handed grab by Hollywood Brown, which I thought was a touchdown. Uh but apparently he landed on the goal or on the one yard line. So Daryl Williams had to run it in for the touchdown. Uh, the Cardinals defense forced the Raiders to punt. They get the ball back down by eight with like four minutes and 40 something seconds left on the clock. The Cardinals go on an 18 play 73 yard drive. It's fourth and goal from the four yard line. Murray drops back to pass, can't find anybody open, scrambles around forever. Yeah, over 20 seconds, right? For, yeah, over 20 seconds and like something like 80 some odd yards running around in circles and shit. They that added up insane. all the yards they ran around. And then like, and the corner of the end zone is just there. Both times for the two-point conversion and for the touchdown. I was like, yep. what is happening? Yep. They, but I thought Cliff, uh, this was funny. When they lined up to go for two on one of those and they get the delay of game, I'm thinking, oh, shit, here's, we're up on Kingsbury Cliff. Here we go. <laughs> uh, but Kyler drops back to pass and throws an absolute laser yeah. to my man, former Bulldog, A.J. Green, hauling it in for the two-point conversion. Let's go. The ageless wonder. <laughs> the ageless wonder, A.J. Green. Tie ball game, 23 to 23. Uh, I mean, but that pass, you got to admit, there was zero room for error. There were four Raiders in the area. There was only one place for that ball to go where where it probably took A.J. Green a while to get down there. You know, he's old. He's like, hold on, give me give me a second. Him I'm getting, is him getting up? <laughs> yeah, it did take him a while to get up. That's true. Yeah, boy, you don't know about that, boy. You don't yeah. know about that, boy. So to overtime we go. The Raiders D had to have been exhausted when they realized that after that 18 play drive, now they had to start the overtime with the Cardinals winning the coin toss, but they, they showed up to their credit. Mm -hmm. The secondary did their job. They were out there breaking up passes. The, I think the Cardinals, did the Cardinals turn the ball over on downs? I think they turned it over on downs in overtime. I thought the Raiders um, got the ball first. Mm -mm. Okay. Cardinals got it first and, and the Raiders they ran them off the field. Over. They okay. did a great job. So you're thinking, okay, Derek Carr, he's well rested. Mm -hmm. He hasn't seen, he hasn't been on the field for like half an hour. Yes, yeah. literally, he comes out super focused. Uh, he gets the first down. They're moving the ball downfield. Yeah, a little bit of a like scary moment where he 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 passes it to Renfro. He fumbles, 
it, Foster Moreau from the Raiders manages to recover the fumble, and you're like, whoo, shit, they dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Keep going. Let's go. <laughs> Another pass to Renfro. Renfro's trying to fight to get it into field goal range because that's all they need. They just need a field yeah. goal to win this game. But then Isaiah Simmons punches the ball out, which allows Byron Murphy to scoop it up and mm. run it 62 yards to the house, 29 game to 23. Over. Ball game. I went to bed thinking that was a wrap. Like, I was like, okay, well – Cliff Kingsbury's in some trouble and then mm. wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? How did they, <laughs> how did this happen? I can't wait to see this. I mean, Kai, you know, th- this is one of those weird games where like, I mean, think of the absolute tire fire that would have, would have started had the Cardinals won this game and started the year. zero and two, uh, you mean the Raiders y- won? No, I'm saying if, if the Cardinals had lost. Yeah, you yeah. said one. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Cardinals had lost this game and they start the year 0-2, I mean, that's just like, that would have been absolutely insane. And that clearly looked like what was going to happen in this game. Yeah, but um, If you're looking at it like, the way I'm looking at it, like, does Cliff Kingsbury need to still be their coach? Then it's not, you just had a superstar player do some superstar shit. That's what happened. Yeah, he's he bailed you out right here. Well, exactly. The guy who who you said doesn't do his homework. That to me is a really fascinating narrative as well, because it's like the first half was absolute garbage. And then you clearly took him off the leash in the second half and let him improvise, Mm -hmm. which got you the victory. So I'm wondering who needs the homework clause in his fucking contract. Mm. Honestly. Mm. Um, And then when you look at the other side uh, from a coaching perspective, you got Mike McDaniels, who is absolutely running away with this game. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, sorry. Uh, and instead, he he they blow it, and and they're zero and two yep. starting the year. Yep. I mean, I I, I don't. It, they yeah, I, their next game might be a must win game too. I don't know who they play next, but but that's. That's a rough. That's a rough loss for them at home with everyone popping champagne bottles. <laughs> Not pretty. They're uh, they got the. I think they got the Titans next. Mm, that's a winnable game. Yeah, man, you can't lose that game. You got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You lose that game, and it's it's going to get ugly. And that's an AFC like Nation. that could be a whole uh, wild card like early showdown. That's uh, if the Titans the, don't they, win that division. Things are going to get wild in Raider Nation if they blow that one. Man, this season is just juicing up already, man. What's yeah, up with dude. uh? What's up with uh? With our boy, relax, relax. Went up over to Chicago. Uh, his uh, he did. He relaxed. Uh, his he's uh, yeah, his partial ownership of the of the Bears <laughs> appears to be intact. Uh, he wins the game twenty seven to ten. Yeah. Uh, the Packers just ran rough shot over the Bears, and I told you this last week. They're going to lean on this fucking run game because they need to, and that's exactly what they did. Aaron yep. Jones had a hell of a night. I was saying Aaron for Jones thirty two yards. Be, yeah. He also had a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodgers had a decent night. Um, they they seem to have gotten their receiver issues worked out. They it, almost like they kind of pulled a page out of the out of the Chiefs playbook. They were like, let's spread this thing around. Let's make sure that nobody drops the football. Teleport and Sammy Watkins had a nice day with ninety three yeah. yards on only three receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had you know he got everybody involved. And when you look at the stat line, you can see like the relation to targets and receptions. Like 
there's really only a few miss, uh, a few misses there. So everyone caught the balls that, that came to them. Uh, it has to be said, the absolute best part of this game was the ayahuasca touchdown celebration by Alan Lazard. <laughs> uh, he catches the, he catches it. Everybody huddles around him. He takes the football and he pretends to pour everybody a little shot. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody takes the shot. And as soon as they take the shot, they all get a little woozy and they go, <laughs> everybody falls back down on their back. The yeah. ayahuasca touchdown celebration yeah, is dope. now the best t- celebration in, in, in the NFL. It was fantastic. It's better uh, than the waddle. No, it is. <laughs> that one's pretty good too, but I like the ones that involve yeah, lots the whole of team. people. Yeah, I'm glad they brought yeah. it back. Remember they banned it for a little bit. Yeah. Idiots. Uh, Justin Fields was completely irrelevant in this oh. football game. He goes seven for 11. Wow. And 70 yards. No 7 11. That's how many games were uh, there were with uh, teams mm. down by 21 and nobody won until Sunday. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know what they call him? People that think he's not doing well. Who? What? Busting Fields. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that good. on Twitter. I was like, "Oh, yeah. really? Oh, oh, they doing that?" David Montgomery. I have to say, man, uh, I'd like to see him on a good football team. Yeah. He was fantastic. Well, he uh, was. He was on the Packers before, right? Was he? He used to be on the Packers. Uh huh. Okay. Board he had 88 back in the day. 122 yards rushing. Uh, he is the only bright spot spot of the Bears evening. The entire Bears receiving core only had 70 yards total. It was absolutely embarrassing. Packers Fields. beat the shit out of them. Uh, this was not even not even close. Fields might not be it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm i worried about the team they built around him, to yeah. be honest. I mean, who? It's I a new know. GM and everything. It might take a couple of years, man. The Bears might be a full-on rebuild, man. So it's just going to be some tough sledding and see what they got type of thing. We'll see. Yep. Uh, one team who does not have that problem is the Buffalo Bills. They beat the absolute breaks off of the Titans, forty-one uh, to seven. Damn. Uh, who who picked this game? Oh, I did. We both of us would have said <clears throat> Buffalo. Oh, of course. None of us uh, believe in Tennessee, and we both believe Buffalo is probably going to the AFC Championship game. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen was 26 for 38. He had four touchdown passes, 317 yards. Diggs had three of those touchdown catches himself. Uh, Tannehill, on the other hand, was 11 for 20. Oh, my God. Two interceptions. Malik Willis came in for a couple of plays, fumbled the ball. Why did he come Uh, in? I I think it was towards the end of the game, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I know the backup. The Buffalo had their backup in. Maybe that was why. But then Willis uh, fumbled it. I was like, man. <clears throat> some dude told somebody, some guy told me this weekend how he thought Malik Willis is, is really going to like the future. Like, he did not look like the future in this game. He he his fumble was like really embarrassing. Like yeah, he didn't the, he didn't have Sanchez. the patience to wait. Yeah. He didn't have the patience to wait for the guy who was blocking for him and he ran into his own yeah. player and the ball which caused pops the fumble. Out. It's like the ball's not secure enough for you to bump your own guy. I, I mean, bro. Come on. Uh, the Bills' defense balled the fuck out. They killed the run game. Yeah. Um, Hassan Haskins was the leading rusher for the Titans. Never heard of him. No, I mean, no. uh, Derrick Henry had 13 carries for 25 yards. It's almost like uh, when Derrick Henry's out there, they know he's gonna get the ball. I mean, they, it, 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 
it, they got he averaged less than two yards per carry. God damn. I don't know what to say. I mean, I know my I, brother I, traded for him, and uh, <clears throat> Champ Champ traded for Derek. <laughs> I mean, I thought Derrick Henry was obviously going to be the one bright spot that would keep this team, you know, somewhat. Before the season, I said something about this, right? About the quick drop off of running back and how the workload and the broken foot and all of this stuff. I, you know what, you did, and I, I didn't. I, I have to admit, I was not buying it. I was like, how the fuck? No way! No way! No fucking way! Speaking of um, no way. Mm. That's right. (laughs) These Eagles, man. Dude, 24 to 7. I mean, beat the Vikings and what would some people might have been saying this is a possible NFC championship battle. Sure. A preview and then uh our boy, he just he didn't he didn't come with it, man. The Eagles gave up uh a ton of points to the Lions in week 1. That part too. We thought, "Oh, okay. but I had a feeling that the defense was going to was going to put in a much better performance in week two, as usual. I was mm-hmm. fucking right. Uh, <laughs> you like that? Cousins, you yeah. like that? I can tell you what Kirk Cousins didn't like. The fact that he goes 27 for 46, 221 yards, one touchdown pass, and three motherfucking interceptions. Just throwing, just, oh. So bad. And for, and for the Vikings, with a guy like Dalvin Cook at running back, if Kirk Cousins is your leading rusher on the night, something went wrong. Okay. <laughs> Kirk Cousins was the leading rusher with 20 yards. Jalen Rager had 17 yards. Dalvin Cook had 17 yards. Uh, they shut down the passing game. They made Justin Jefferson completely irrelevant. Darius Slay had two interceptions on the night. Um, Jefferson only had 48 yards receiving. Adam Thielen had 52. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, just calmly and methodically completely dominated this football game. Completely. Yeah. 26 for 31, 333 yards, touchdown and a pick. Uh, He rushed for 57 yards and two touchdowns as well. Both of those rushing touchdowns were just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful to watch him sort of juke his way into the end zone. He was, he was, he was magical. I Uh, I had some McNabb flashbacks. A little bit. I started thinking McNabb. That deep shot to Quez Watkins also. Was nice, fifty-three yard touchdown mm-hmm. pass. Dude was wide open in blown coverage. Uh, you know he had it cooking. He he was spreading the ball around too. Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, Wes Watkins, AJ Brown. They all did well. Uh, the Eagles, the Eagles are a problem, dude. I mean, think about this. You look. At, I don't normally do this in week two, but if you look at the Eagles' schedule, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little early. They got too. they got Commanders. Mm-hmm. Jags, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts. Oh, Stop me when you hear a game that it looks like they might actually lose. They're playing the AFC South? Oh, Honestly. Shit. The Packers <laughs> are like – the They do play – the Packers is a game where I'm like, okay, maybe they lose that game. But then after yeah. the Packers, they got Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. How many of those games do you legitimately think they will lose if they keep playing like this? Not very many. Well, the Giants would be a Super Bowl ready by then. Oh yeah, the Giants are two and zero. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this was uh, Kirk Cousins' twenty fifth primetime game, and there's this whole thing going out there about Kirk Cousins <laughs> in primetime. 
Uh, after 25 games, what would be a bad number to uh, to have won? Like, what's the low? What would you What would you say is unacceptable? The lowest, like if 25 times playing, how many was before you started getting worried about somebody losing? I would say like around half. Okay, so 12. Where 13. I would be like, you know what? He's 50 50 in, in uh, prime time. Like, that, that's not good. 12 13. 8 and 17 is his prime time record. I, you know, yeah. there, I, maybe, um, yeah, so maybe, you know, some, maybe there's maybe something he's just, to it, man. <clears throat> maybe he's a morning person. You know, some people just like doing their work in the morning and, you know, they get into the afternoon, they get a little sluggish. You know, he's Ball. thinking about having a cup of hot chocolate, wants to go to bed early, you know. Yeah. My wife was saying that, too. She's like, if I had to do something at 9 o'clock at night, maybe I won't be that good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Monday night football record is 2-9. and nine. Oof. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to remember. Yeah, man. Next time we're betting, it's like, uh, yeah, maybe not. Mm. Yeah, so there's that there's that part too. I mean, I think it's bullshit, of course. You know, there's so many factors. But uh They play the Lions next. That's gonna be a fun game, I think. Yeah, man. Uh we gotta remember that we picked them to win to win that division. And the Packers look like they're ready to fight, so mm. they got they need a bounce back. Yeah, they do. They really do. All right, let's run through these uh superlatives and whatnot. Who do you got for uh, MVP? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, and an unbiased <laughs> answer is what we all deserve. So I got the Miami Dolphins <laughs> motherfucking offense, man. That's who the MVP <laughs> is. And more than that, Tua Tungvaluwa is the, is the MVP. Coming out there, throwing six touchdowns. To, uh, he threw two picks, and he said, all right, you take, I see your two picks, and I, I'll raise you six motherfucking touchdowns. Did their thing, looking smooth, and, and putting up 42 points. The part that uh, would seem to be the thing that needs to improve was Miami's offense because the defense has been the, the engine that moves the team, and now the offense is out there doing what people assumed Mike McDaniel could do. And if this continues, this is going to be a fun season for Dolphins fans. So... Uh, the real MVP is Miami Dolphins offense, led by the one and only Tua Tungabaloa. I, I I could not agree more. Uh, <laughs> I have no debate. My my MVP was Tua. I think yeah. after you know 469 yards passing, averaging nine and a half yards per play, six Oof. fucking touchdowns. I, I you score 28 points in the fourth quarter to erase a 21 point deficit mm. with with a world of doubt on your shoulders, shook it off and just went to work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Uh, so, Oh, uh, with that said, to talking about Valor. You're the real MVP. Got to get that. And get that in there. That's my guy. What do you got for <laughs> trash of the week? Uh, trash of the week. Um, I have to go, I'm going to stick with quarterbacks. You know what I mean? We just, mm. we just said the MVP, uh, most valuable, player was uh Tua and that means the trash has to be the opposite. And uh where I, where I start feeling confident in Tua Tungvalu, I start doubting another player by the name of Mitch motherfucking Trubisky. What's going mm. on? Uh he's got to be the worst quarterback in the league. He he showed that even a team that's kind of mid mediocre uh can make him look bad. 
I don't know. After seeing the Patriots last week and then seeing them this week against this uh, quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. You are trash. Sorry, man. Mm. About time to bring the rook in. Mm. Who's your trash? Uh, <clears throat> well, I deliberately went a little easy on the Denver Broncos when we talked about the game, specifically because I was saving it for this moment right now. <laughs> so we we left out some details. Okay. In our analysis of that game. Okay. Fourth and two in the third quarter, you send the field goal unit out late, resulting in a delay of game, which forced them to punt. Fourth quarter, 9.55 to go. They force a punt, but the return man is not on the field, forcing them to burn their second timeout of the game. Then they burn their final timeout to avoid another delay of game penalty on a second and 16. 13 penalties for over 100 yards, 12 penalties in week one. Anytime you follow up a questionable performance with an even worse performance, causing your own fans at home to rain booze down on your head, while also, while also helping by counting down the play clock. The Nathaniel Hackett <clears throat> has to be the trash of the week. This dude looks completely, completely out of his element. Besides the clock management issues, the game plan looks fucking whack, dude. A jet sweep to a tight end, trying to pass your way into the end zone from the one yard line when you have two very good running backs. Yes. And I and I mean, how do you land a top 10 quarterback like Russell Wilson mm. and make him look average? Mm. Obviously, some of this is on Russell Wilson. I I totally agree with that. Some of it is on adjusting to a new situation. But hey, you're the coach. That's your fucking job. And this dude is out here making Matt Rule look like one of the greatest football minds of the 21st century. What the fuck are they doing in Denver, y'all? Seriously. You are Inex- trash! <laughs> Inexcusable. Inexcusable. I love it. I love it. Hey, I'm changing mind, man. I got to go mm. with uh, hack it. Whew. How was the Honestly. interview? How good was the interview? I, he he does seem you know it's funny before the game they did show on NFL Network this uh, they did an interview with Hackett and Russell Wilson together and you can tell they're like buddies oh, okay. like they're like friend you can see that they really get along with each other uh, and I'm starting to wonder if that's if that's a part of the problem you know like who's in charge here what uh, what shit got learned or should I go uh okay the shit that i learned the national nfl media really really wants justin herbert to be that dude and i get it he is talented handsome and he's also white (laughs) i didn't even go with the race but yeah okay he's handsome and he's right-handed He he's he's talented, handsome, and white. The vanilla version of the great song "Young, Gifted, and Black," right? <laughs> uh, and, and if that were a song, Shout handsome, out to Donny Hathaway. T- ta- talented, handsome, and white. You know, <laughs> sung by it, insert your you know modern country music star here, like someone like Billy Ray Cyrus yeah. or some shit like that. Now, okay, 
don't get me wrong. I see it. And I happen to really like Justin Herbert. Okay. I, this is not about him, but on a night with the game tied, you're on the three yard line with a chance to be a hero. And you throw a 99 yard pick six to a dude who was working at Wendy's a few years ago. <laughs> and yet, and yet I have to wake up the next day to read headlines that say, and I quote, Chargers could be the team to beat in the AFC West. They I'm just sorry. lost to an AFC West team. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Okay, sure. Any of those four teams could theoretically be the team to beat in the AFC West. We said that coming into the year. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, there is only one team to beat, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Okay? Another tweet that I saw said, quote, 33 for 48, 334 yards, three TDs. He left it all on the field, end quote. Sure, great night. I get it, no doubt. But leaving his 99-yard pick six out of the stat line doesn't make it any less real. How many other quarterbacks are we having a completely different conversation about if they did the same shit? Tua, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Trey Lance, do you think any of these guys are going to get a pass for throwing a 99-yard pick six from the three-yard line to lose the fucking game? Hell no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Skip! I'm not here for this shit. Oh, my God! (laughs) I had to go crazy over here with the soundboard, man. Shit! (laughs) You're right. I got hot. I got hot when I woke up. They tried so hot when I woke up. They tried so hard to push this fucking agenda. We get it, man. He's young and young. What'd you say? What's he's he's young, talented, young, no, talented, handsome, and white. (laughs) Sung to you by Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) Talented, handsome, and white. We must tell our young that they are. Talented, Talented, handsome, handsome and white. white. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. For any of you Swedes out there who have never heard the song Young, Gifted, and Black, I would highly suggest that you go hear that song. My favorite version is Aretha Franklin. I mean, it put chills chills on your... Mine's Donny Hathaway, but I I love Donny Hathaway. I love Donny Hathaway, too, but there's something about Aretha that just... She takes it to church. And she does... Her recording of it is in church. She does it... It was on Mm. her gospel album. Okay. Lord of mercy, it's good. All right, final final part is the uh, AFC... uh, Scariest AFC team? I mean, for me, it's the same as last week. It's either the Chiefs or the Bills. I mean, mean, the Chiefs didn't blow out the Chargers, but but you have to say that they they really showed that they were a class above uh, the bills beat the doors off of a bad Titans team who we oh, all know. Uh, or so I don't know for me, it's a coin toss between the chiefs and the bills. Still, the chiefs did beat the team to beat in their division. So <laughs> that's why I kind of give them a little more credit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they are the team to beat and they have the best quarterback, the, the Michael Jordan of the NFL. Apparently. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. If anybody's a Michael Jordan NFL, it might be Josh Allen right now. Oh, what a journey you have come from. <laughs> this journey no. that I have managed to witness from the beginning. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm talking shit. But Fool's the, uh, gold to Michael Jordan no, no. of the NFL. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just talking shit. Uh, I think it still could be Fool's gold. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> 
No, nah, uh, the uh, the Buffalo's defense, um, the way that they're flying around and just uh, it's true. insane, and true. their offense is a buzzsaw, and it's so much to prepare for. I would say that's the scariest team. That that would keep me up at night if I was a defensive coordinator more than, uh, like the Chiefs, they're gonna run up the score, but their defense might let you keep you in it. It's a good point. The uh, scariest NFC team. Ever since you said it last week, I still, I kind of still feel like it's none of the above, honestly. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals had an amazing comeback, but man, they were bad in the first half. The Rams looked dominant, nearly folded against the Falcons, for Christ's sakes. The Bucks struggled big time against the Saints. The yeah. Packers got on track, but it's against the Bears. Right. I mean, Am I supposed to sit here? When you look at who won and who lost, am I really supposed to say that the Lions are the most impressive team in the NFC? I I mean, it was fun to see them play, but I'm not going to call them scary. I don't know. (laughs) Jury's out on NFC for me, man. Um, I'd be shocked if the NFC won the Super Bowl this year. Just the way it's looking. It looks like a way worse conference. But we'll see. All that stuff tends to uh, even its way out, just like the NFL. That's why it's yeah. a lovely sport. Uh, shitty organization, lovely sport. Mm, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that's been this episode of SpinFL. Week two is in the books. We have reacted to it, and we'll be back with some predictions for week three. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and Patreon, we're going to be betting on there if y'all want to check out our bets um, leading up to the games. So stay tuned. Thanks for checking us out. It's been Jonathan Rollins. And skip Musara. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Spinifel. Peace. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,